You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on the details of that matchup and get you set for what's coming up for America's team with a great friend of the program, Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Check him out on Talking Cowboys weekdays on the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, I know Cordell wants to talk to you about Dak Prescott, so I'm going to start on D. How important was it for Sean Lee to come back from his hamstring injury and play well in that pivotal win over the Giants? Yeah, it sure made a difference in uh, the way they played defense, didn't it? Uh, he just means so much. And I understand, uh, you know, the little saying about next man up and people have injuries. But uh, I think everybody can see that the next man up is probably not going to be Sean Lee. He ends up with 18 tackles, uh, tackle for a loss, which was a huge tackle for a loss. Thought it changed the momentum of the game when he dropped the end around for uh, an eight-yard loss. Uh, has a pass defense. I mean, he was just all over the place. And, uh, you know, that's the Sean Lee uh, that shows up now that when he's played in uh, the seven games that he's played in this year, the Cowboys are 6-1. and one. So he makes a significant difference on not only how well the defense plays, but how well they're organized and how well he kind of tips people off of what's coming and what's not. Mickey, we can run off a multitude of stats uh, that we end up seeing Dak Prescott ending up with, but one that I don't think is talked about enough is zero sacks in this last game after the interchanging of this offensive line, particularly at the tackle position on the backside. How big is that for this team moving forward? You know, Cordell, I'm glad you brought that up because everybody keeps asking, well, what's changed? Dak's getting better. I said, no, his protection's getting better. Uh, You know, during that three-game losing streak, you know, he was sacked 14 times. Think about that. And now in this two-game winning streak, he's been sacked once. Uh, the production has been so much better. And the reason it's been better is they've gotten healthier. Tyron Smith is back on his feet after missing a couple games. Uh, and he's played better. You know, for a period there, the one game, uh, they lost Zach Martin with the, with the concussion uh, for a half of the game. And so you don't have uh, Tyron Smith in there. You don't have Zach in there. Uh, and then you have Lael Collins trying to play through a back uh, problem. Uh, the, the offensive line was struggling. But I think with Tyron back, Zach back, and, and give Lael Collins a lot of credit because, you know, for the last two weeks he hasn't practiced. They've trying to get his back to calm down. But he's gone out and played and played well at right tackle. So I think that, you know, this is Dak's improvement that everybody wants to say is happening now that he understands how to play without Zeke. Look, I think he understood how to play without Zeke, but he wasn't getting the protection. And the Cowboys did a much better job of blunting those uh, Giants blitzes, and they made him pay for blitzing by not getting to him. And that's what you have to do. You know that. That's the way you stop blitzing. You beat it. You beat them with big plays, and they did it repeatedly there uh, in that game. Chatting with Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, and the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, it's the time of the year we run through playoff scenarios. If the Cowboys are able to win their final three games of the season, that starts with Sunday Night Football against the Raiders. Do you think that's potentially enough to grab a wild card, or are they going to need some help? Well, I think they're going to need some help, but if you look at the other teams in, that are kind of in that wild card uh, race, Uh, there's some losses going to happen because they're playing each other in their divisions uh, and and somebody's got to start losing. 
Uh, so I think if the Cowboys can get to 10, my guess is they're going to get into, uh, you know, a tiebreaker. And my guess is, you know, everybody's saying, well, they're not going to win a tiebreaker because they lost to this team, this team, and this team. My guess is if we look how jumbled it is right now at three to go, it may be a three-way tiebreaker. It might be just for the last spot. And in a three-way tiebreaker, if the teams haven't played each other, then you move to the next uh, step. And, and so as long as they're not in a, t- a three-way tiebreaker with, like, Atlanta or Green Bay, uh, then, you know, th- th- they've got a chance. Their, their conference record's going to be as good as everyone else's. Uh, but if it gets past that one, I was looking today, and if it goes down to uh, strength of victory, uh, I think it goes to common opponents and then strength of victory. So common opponents, it's too hard to figure out now with the amount of games that are left. Strength of victory, theirs is not very strong, and that's why uh, they're sitting there in 10th right now uh, for that final uh, two wildcard uh, spots. So we'll see where it goes, but I think that they've handled this very well by just saying, hey, we just got to go 1-0 and this week. Uh, they've reduced the, the the magnitude of the of the goal of winning five straight. Now you just have to win three straight. Uh, and I think as long as they look at it like that, uh, then I think they don't get overwhelmed by the, uh, having to run the table that they needed to with five games to go. If I'm correct, I think I've seen so far that on their, on their schedule they have 11 NFC games. They lost four so far, and they have two of the last three in front of them to, to hopefully obtain a chance uh, or get a chance to get into the dance. Is this team good enough, you think, with what they're doing right now, now that Sean Lee is back? Uh, you think they're good enough uh, to be able to make a run if they get into the postseason and win probably their first game under Dak Prescott in the postseason? Well, let me add one to that. They get through this game, Ezekiel Elliott's back. Uh-oh. And, and that's huge, too. And, and I think that uh, you might look at this team as pretty dangerous if, if Sean Lee's on the field, the offensive line's healthy, and Ezekiel Elliott's back on the field. And, and I understand they've run the ball decently uh, over the last couple games, but it's still not the same uh, as if Zeke was in there. He runs for touchdowns, and I know Rod Smith finally ran for one. They ran for a 15-yard touchdown. It might be the only one they've run from distance uh, since Zeke's been out. So uh, that's what they missed. They, and they missed the threat. Now, I don't know, Cordell, if you can see this or not, but it just seems to me that once Zeke went out, boy, teams start blitzing. It's almost like they don't care if they get caught on a run while they were blitzing the quarterback because they don't think these running backs can go the distance. I think they played a little bit more conservatively when Zeke's out there because they know if they throw one into the flat when you're blitzing, chances are you know, there's a good chance he may just go 70 yards on you. Uh, So I think that will have an effect, too, uh, just his presence on the field. Not only what he can do, but his presence on the field, I think, is a deterrent to a lot of that blitzing. Finally, Mickey, Pro Bowl balloting by fans ends on Thursday, just a couple days from now. Who on the Cowboys do you think is most deserving of a trip to Orlando? If we're thinking about defense, Demarcus Lawrence has been sensational. Yeah, I think he's he's probably an automatic – uh, I don't know if people will consider Sean Lee uh, just because of the number of games he's he's missed this season. But I think if you look at what he did has done when he's on the field and what he did when he came back, uh, certainly I think he's a guy that the you know you would consider. 
I don't know what's going to happen with the offensive line because I don't know that it played as well as a group together. Uh, but I think we've seen how important Tyron Smith is to be out there. Uh, probably Travis Frederick, I think you would look at that. And this one's not going to happen, but it's very deserving. Their punter, Chris Jones, has been awfully, awfully good. If, if you look at, uh, you know, if, if, if people can get past what the, the average he has for yards punting or the net average and look at what he's done with, with the ones downed inside uh, the 20. I think he's second with 29. And if you look at where he's at with the return yardage on punts, teams haven't even returned for 100 yards against them uh, in, the, in the 13 games they've played. Uh, so he's done a fabulous job, but... I think he should be considered, but I, I know how this voting goes and I know how teams do it, especially when they get to special teams. They just kind of look at the numbers and go, okay, that guy's got the biggest average. We'll vote for him. But if you're looking for uh, kind of the team's most valuable player uh, on special teams, I think it's Chris Jones. Mickey, as always, we appreciate the insights. Enjoy Sunday Night Football on the road in Oakland. We'll chat with you next week again on the NFL on TuneIn. Sounds good. Look forward to talking to you guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.